two weeks ago I started on talking on, uh, I, I want to call it victory formation. Um, I'm, I'm going to use the ex example again that at the end of a football game when the team's up so far ahead that there's no way the defense can win, they uh, go out and just snap the ball and take a knee. That's, called, that's their victory formation. Go out and just make a circle and hock the ball and get the game over with. Um, but this victory formation for us is praise, is worship. And I just got started on this last week, and as I was studying today, I, I, I'm going to apologize because I'm going to repeat a lot tonight because I just feel like we need this again. I can tell you I need it again. We've just come out of, in my opinion, very um, um, different worship for us. Uh, felt like the Lord was speaking, and, uh, you know, sometimes we don't, you, you need to know why, why churches have worship before the Word, have, wor have worship at all, or is it just tradition? No, there's a reason for it, and it's to bless you, it's to prepare you, it's to give you breakthrough. The worship of God, you'd think it's all for God, it is, but out of doing it all for God, He does it all for you. We talked about three concepts, that, that, uh, three concepts in Scripture that are so closely related, their worship, praise, and thanksgiving. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one time, and as I said last time, now that's going to cover the rest of what I'm going to say, and I will get to some new stuff tonight. But as I said last time, the primary uh, posture of worship, worship is an attitude. Worship is a posture of the body. How many knows when you walk into work, you can usually tell what kind of day the person's having, ha having just by their posture. I've got some kids that I can read just for a second. All I've got to do is just make eye contact with them, and I know where they are. Others are a little, little harder to read. But worship is an attitude. It's a posture. It's a bowing of the head. It's a bowing of the entire upper part of the body prostrating yourself on the ground, or even bowing the human spirit before God. Praise, on the other hand, is an utterance. It is doing. And the Bible is emphatic in the fact that it comes out of your mouth. Praise comes out of your mouth. It's an utterance. Thanksgiving comes when we thank God for what He has done. Duh! But I will tell you, nine got healed and only one thought to say thank you. Ten got healed and only one thought to say thank you. How many of you have prayed for something, gotten breakthrough, and a week later you realize, I just went on about my business. I didn't even stop for a moment to say thank you. I've done that so many times. I've gotten on my knees, I've prayed before church, asked for breakthrough during service, got it. And by the next day, get up for prayer, and I've, I'd already forgot it. I didn't forget it, but I forgot that God answered my prayer. And you know what? He blesses me when I come back to him to say, thank you. Do you remember what thank you, what thanking does? I will enter your courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I'll, gates. I will enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter your courts with praise. When that one came back to thank what did he do? He entered the gates of the kingdom of God. He had already gotten his healing, but he came back to thank. And when you thank the Lord, you enter the gate. And you know what the scripture says? It says that he was made whole. It doesn't say that, any, it doesn't say that about the other nine. 
I know you've heard me say this, but I believe that with leprosy, with this disease that these ten had, that you wind up with nubs on your finger. You wind up with things missing. Your body starts getting ate away. But when God says you've been made whole, I believe his body was made complete, lacking nothing. The others got their healing from leprosy, but the one that returned was made whole. Can anybody say amen to that? Why? Because I believe this man, whether he knew it or not, entered into the kingdom of God according to God's word, and God blessed him for it. I believe you can't help it when you're in the presence of the Lord be blessed. That's a word for somebody right there. Psalm 48.1 says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in his holy mountain. The Lord is great, so he is worthy. For that reason, he is to be praised. Praise relates to God's greatness. Praise relates us to God's greatness. He is to be praised in proportion to his greatness. You want to know how much you should praise? Praise in proportion to his greatness. I don't believe we can praise him enough. And we started looking last time at seven spiritual facts. And I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do it quickly, though. Do you remember number one? Praise is God's address. You want to go looking for God? I'm going to tell you how to find him. Praise him. Why does the presence of the Lord come when we start to worship? Because his word says, I inhabit the praises of my people. Y'all know that scripture? Psalm 22, 3. You are holy. You inhabit the praises of your people. The praises of Israel. It's where he lives. But do you also remember the same scripture? If you look at different translations, it says that he is enthroned in the praises of his people. And I've said this once, I'm going to say it again. God is on the throne whether you praise him or not. God is God whether you acknowledge him as God or not. The fact that you don't acknowledge him does not cause him to lose his kingship or his him being God and creator. Nope, he is. He was and he always will be. When you praise him, you enthrone him in your life. What does that mean? You take your rightful position under him in the kingdom of God. You may say, it's a lowly, it's a scary place. Nope. You remember the umbrella under authority? All of a sudden, you're, you're lined up appropriately. When you praise him, you enthrone him. And in doing so, how many knows that praising is humbling? To go and tell your boss that he's done a good job is humbling. It is lining yourself up. God, you are great and you are worthy to be praised. It's good. Our problem is we were here and God's here. Do for me, God. Do for me, God. Me, me, me. No, 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 no. You are worthy, Lord. Even if you, he doesn't save me in the fire, I will still praise him. 
Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Scriptural fact number two, it's the way into his presence. We've already talked about this. Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. This scripture right here tells you why to praise. Why? Because he's good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. He's good. He won't run out of mercy. And his word is not going to change. I don't care whether it's today or a hundred million years from today. His truth endureth to all generations. He can be counted on. He can be counted on. Scriptural fact number three, which is praise and God's blessing. Psalm 106 verse 47, it says, Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles. Give thanks to your holy name to triumph in your praise. Praise is God's reason for blessing us. It's the interest on what he has invested in us. God saves us and brings us together to fellowship with him and one another because he wants us to give thanks to his name in triumph and, in, and to triumph in his praise. If you remember David had gone through such a long dark period in his life and in Psalm 30 verse 11 it says, You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Notice that God does these things that our glory may sing praise to him and not be silent. Well, do you ever wonder, what's my glory? To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee. What's my glory? If we compare these two scriptures, maybe it'll give us some light to it. Psalm 16 verse 9 says, Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter quotes this verse from Acts uh, chapter 2 verse 26 therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad it's the same scripture but what what is now related to glory to our glory our tongue our tongue was glad tells us that my glory is my tongue when the Bible says, my glory will give thanks to you, it means my tongue will give thanks to you. That's why David adds to this, and do not be silent. It's the organ of the body that either speaks or is silent. God's primary purpose in giving you a tongue is to praise it. tell you the short time we live here on earth we're going to spend a lot more time with our tongues praising they are around the throne it was it, it, I find it so uh, incredible that through that uh, we will ride it was that the scripture but I don't believe it is I, th I think I'm getting them confused by touching the coal to my lips 
about the, the touch of God. Well, that's where we went to in Revelation song. Um, about how what was going on around the throne of God right now. It's going around the throne. What's going on? What was going on here for the first 20, 25 minutes is what goes around the throne of God all the time. And that's worship. What else? Scriptural fact. Number four. It is our spiritual garment. It is part of our spiritual clothing. Isaiah 61 speaks about the coming of the Messiah. And he said that he would, in Isaiah 61, that he would console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. That's the emblem of mourning. The oil of joy for mourning. The oil being an emblem of the Holy Spirit. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Can I just tell you, there is a spirit of heaviness in our nation, in our world, and in the church. And there's a remedy for it. My kids had to go today to get their shots before school, you know, for vaccinations and to help them to stay healthy. Well, when we get down, there's a shot God can give you. But it comes out of your mouth. It's got to come out of your mouth. Are you down in the dumps? Are you hurting? Are you fighting depression? Start praising the Lord. Don't wait for a feeling to praise. It's the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It goes just opposite of what you want to do when you're down. You know, you know, I believe that we need the Holy Spirit to do this. I believe we need, um, um, is it self-control, one of the fruits of the Spirit? And you know, self-control is being able to say no when your flesh is saying yes. And it takes the Holy Spirit to do that. So we need the Holy Spirit to put on a, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, I believe. Because your flesh is going to fight with everything in you to stay down. Satan is going to fight with everything in you to keep you down. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we've got to learn to praise. We've got to learn to speak it out of our mouth. And you're not, you're not going to feel like it. But how many, if you were sick, and you had a pill sitting there that would make you completely healthy, but you were so sick you couldn't hardly even get out of bed to get it, would you not give it everything you had to get that pill and take it? Okay. You're laying in your bed and you don't want to get up. You want to keep the, closet, you want to keep the drapes closed, you want to keep it dark, and you want everybody to leave, and you just want to stay in the bed. It is a real thing. Depression is a real thing. Yet here sits the answer. And you're laying there. God, I don't feel like it. But I will bless your holy name. I worship you. And you know what? That has worth. That's costing you something. How easy is it when you feel great to praise? It's easy. It's easier. But the sacrifice of praise, you've got to do it. You've got to get it out of your mouth. 
And you know what? Your husband and your wife or your kids can't praise for you. You've got to do that for yourself. Pastor, it won't work. Yes, it will. It may not work immediately. You may have to keep praising for a few minutes. You may have to fight for it. But the, the garment of praise, the spirit of heaviness will lift. Either it'll lift or all of God's word is wrong. Either it's true or it's not. And his words just told us that he is true to all generations. Either it's true or it's not. Don't go down. Don't live your life in the pit of depression trying to prove God wrong. That may not have came out right. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Get it out of your mouth. Get it out of your mouth. You're not going to feel like it. Same with forgiveness. If you're waiting for a feeling to forgive, you won't get it. Oh, you know what? Today I feel like I will forgive them. No, I don't. That doesn't happen to me. No, I think about it long enough, I'll get madder. The more I think about it, the more I dwell on it, the bigger it gets. And I can probably dig up more stuff on you if it's you. Rob, I was going to say Michelle, but you're. I'm, I'm, I'm all I got to do is just think, and it'll get worse. It's like a cancer. I forgive. Doggone it. Okay, God, I did my thing. I didn't really mean it, but I forgive. Get up the next day. I forgive. Get up the next day. I forgive. Get up the next day. It's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. Lord, I don't feel like getting out of bed, but I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. And if I feel like getting back in bed, I'm going to praise you again. And if I feel like getting back in bed, I'm going to call my buddy and tell him I'm trying to praise you, but I'm wanting to get back in the bed. Somebody help me praise him. Because I don't want to stay where I am. And you get up the next day and you feel the same again, you praise him again. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him till the sun goes down. Those things are, those things are planted down deep in you just so that you can have something when you don't have nothing to give. Anybody know that song? Old school. The youth tonight are doing Draw Me Close, and every one of them are like, that's a praise of the Lord. What is that? Draw me close. Draw me close? Is that a new song? No, it's an old song. And it's not that old. It's getting older. Draw me close to you. But praise Him is even older than that. Psalm 33, 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Let me keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done. Uh, I don't even think I got as far as I got last time. Number five, salvation and praise. Praise is a way of deliverance. I know I haven't gotten there yet. 
Psalm 50, verse 23. Whoever's offer praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Who, that one says who orders his conversation. That's good. If you are speaking correctly, I'm going to save you. Pastor, I've been saved. Have you today? How many need saved today? Well, I've got to get my conversation right. I've got to get my praise on. Whoever offers my praise glorifies me and prepares a way that I might show him my salvation. We talked last time about Jehoshaphat. Do you remember who he sent out? They, could, they were struggling, couldn't, couldn't have victory. So what did he do? Send the praisers out. Let's try that. And what happened? I'm not going to read it all to you, but 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22 says, When they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Seir, and Mount Seir, and came against Judah, and they were defeated. By praising, the Lord responded. You remember Paul? Do we all remember that? Paul and Silas in jail start praising. Things start shaking. Things start falling off. Number six, it's a spiritual weapon. It says, out of, uh, Psalm 8 verse 2, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because your enemies that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. It also says out of the mouths and ba- out of the mouths of babes you have ordained praise. The enemy and the avenger is Satan. It silences Satan. Strength comes out of the mouth. The strength that comes out of the mouth will do it. But it doesn't tell us exactly what that is. Jesus quoted the same scripture in Matthew 21, verse 16. He says, yes, have you ever read, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise? David said, you have ordained strength. Jesus, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, changed it to, you have perfected praise that tells us that the ordained strength of God's people is in perfect praise now am I shooting over your heads at all you know, we're, we're tying two scriptures together but strength and praise go hand in hand finally the last one number seven is the sacrifice of praise. Praise is a sacrifice. It costs you something. And there's a beautiful scripture, just as uh, Malcolm Hedingen shared with us, that describes what's going to happen after Israel is restored, a place of desolation, misery, and mourning. Uh, they're going to have, in Jeremiah verse, uh, chapter 33, verse 11, they're going to have the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. And those who will bring the sacrifice of praise, and of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. 
think this translation is pretty significant because it brings out the real meaning. It says the sacrifice God wants us to bring into his house is praise. Hebrews 13, 15, I think it brings it clear. Therefore, by him, Jesus Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. If you praise God only when you feel happy and everything's going well, that's good, but that's not a sacrifice. When everything's going wrong and you still praise God, that is a sacrifice. It costs you something. To praise God when you don't feel like it. But that's the time we need to praise God the most. You remember the three reasons why we praise? He is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Going out of here today, one big reason to know to praise is that his word is true. You can stand on his word and he will be true to it. I want to encourage you to try to prove God faithful to his word. He desires for you to do his word and him to show you his faithfulness. Did you know that? It's his great pleasure. You know it says in scripture, it's his great pleasure to bless you. Line up with his word and let his blessings get in the way. You remember what it says in Deuteronomy? Um, Not chapter 7. Is it chapter 11? It's bad. I don't remember. Head, not the tail. uh, 28. Deuteronomy 28. That if you will hear God's word and obey it, that his blessings will find you and overtake you. Anybody say amen to that? Amen. Praise out of your mouth. This week, between now and Sunday, let some praise come out of your mouth, whether you feel like it or not. Can we make a commitment? Is that too much to ask? Pastor asks his church to praise the Lord. Make a commitment. Make a commitment between you and God. I will praise you this week. You know what the Lord says? I'll bless you. I'll get you out of your hole. You'll come into my courts. You'll come into my gates. Some good can happen. Praise him this week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. We just praise you. I just praise you. For you are holy, righteous, mighty, glorious, omnipotent you're omniscient you're very present you're you're ever present in my time of need you're my strong tower you're my redeemer you're my deliverer you are great for your mercy endures forever lord let your mercy be released over us for you are good and your truth endures to all generations Lord, help me and help this church to stand on your word. To start walking according to your word. And Lord, as you are faithful, rescue us and deliver us. From the pits of hell, from the pits of destruction. Lord, from the pit of depression. 
from the pit of oppression, from the pit of poverty, from the pit of pride, and from the pit of Jezebel. Deliver us, Lord, of all demonic activity. And Lord, let us be overtaken, found and overtaken by your blessing. Thank you, Father, for this church. For you died for this church. You died for each and every one here, Jesus. We just plead the blood of Jesus over us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great week. Please show up to our work day Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. And don't forget, next Saturday, uh, Awakening at 6.30. God bless you.